At first I thought that I was obsessed with death, but then I realized that I am obsessed with grace. There are some 14,000 books written on the death penalty, and I didn't want to write another one of those. One of my favorite writers once told me, don't write unless you cannot not write. Make sure it is a fire in your bones, a passion that cannot be contained. This book chose me. Growing up, I never questioned the rightness of the death penalty. I was raised in the heart of the Bible Belt, and capital punishment seemed to be pretty clearly ordained by God. I can remember arguing a few liberals into the ground over it. On one occasion, I even argued that homosexuality was a crime punishable by death, and I had verses to back it up. I'm not proud of that past, but it gives me some compassion for others who still feel the same way I did. Almost every day, I get emails and letters from folks who have been passionately in favor of the death penalty and are rethinking things. I had one fellow in Texas confess to me, I want you to know I'm a redneck. I'm a gun-toting, pickup-driving, tobacco-chewing, whiskey-drinking, backwoods redneck. Then he went on. But I've been reading your stuff, and it has messed me up. Pray for me. I'm a recovering redneck now. People change. Convictions change. So I want you to know that I'm not writing this book from a place of self-righteous indignation. I'm not on a soapbox. I'm a bit of a recovering redneck myself. So don't worry about me getting all up in your face. I once stayed in the home of a pastor who knew I was writing a book about the death penalty, and he was interested in hearing more. Genuinely interested. I told him many of the stories in this book over the weekend, and in just days he told me he had really rethought his position, which had been in favor of capital punishment. He told me he hadn't really thought much about it, but had sort of inherited his beliefs, and truth be told, he always felt sort of conflicted inside. That pastor is not alone. Since then, there have been prosecutors, executioners, judges, and victims who have written me to share that they've become convinced that there are better forms of justice than execution. I've learned that words really do have power, and so do stories, and so does the Bible, and so do facts. So you'll find all those things on these pages. I also began to realize that just because we have a strong opinion on something doesn't mean we've thought a lot about it, and it doesn't mean we can't change our mind. I've always been passionate. Even when I've been wrong, I've been passionately wrong. I know that passionate people change their mind because I am one of them. I also know that we can believe something in our head and still have our heart pushed back against it. This was what happened to me with the death penalty. The stuff I thought to be true in my head didn't jibe with the things I knew to be true in my heart. My hope is that this book will engage your mind and your heart, and that we can find a way to think about justice and Jesus and killing where our heart and mind are one. So I should just get this out in the open. I have an agenda. It is about grace. I want to build a movement of grace-driven abolitionists, People of faith and conscience who want to put an end to death forever. I want us to make death penalty history. There, I said it. I believe in grace, and I want you to. I'm not interested in talking about capital punishment as much as I am in talking about the ramifications of grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love. Not only do I believe in grace, but I have seen its transformative power in action. 
I want you to read this book, even if you are a skeptic like I used to be, but I want you to read it with an open mind and an open heart. Otherwise, just take it back and get a refund. The Gut Instinct If I'm honest, even when I argued for the death penalty, there was something in my gut that just didn't feel right. No one wants to be for death, but I just didn't know what the alternatives were. I remember watching a 2011 CNN interview where Piers Morgan talked with Joel Osteen. Joel is the pastor of Lakewood Church, the largest Protestant church in the United States down in Houston, Texas. They meet in the former Houston Rockets Stadium. He's a televangelist with over 20 million monthly viewers in 100 countries, and he's the author of five New York Times best-selling books. He's often nicknamed the Smiling Preacher because of how happy he is and how cleverly he avoids speaking of anything negative. It was a great interview, light, winsome, candid, and then Piers daringly asked Joel about the death penalty. 